The following show is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Angelos and Dave Suki. Dave, welcome. It's always great to have you with us. How's Thanks, everything Frank. going? Really good. Always great to be here. So we're already in September. It's hard to believe summer's kind of, you know, the blink of an eye and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Kids are back at school. And in September, we find ourselves at Life Insurance Awareness Month. <laughs> you, know, you and I kind of laugh and go, oh, life insurance, everybody's favorite topic to talk about. And, and the reality is, is um, it's probably one of the key assets or, you know, it's almost like that um, utility tool in your financial arsenal yeah. to make it really, you know, work, you know, throughout your life. So I figure what we do is just kind of update people on a few areas and, you know, three key components I'd like to address today with you. So one would be um, some of the purposes of how insurance is being used. Okay. Um, how people should select the amounts of coverage and then uh, the different types. And so, you know, why don't we start maybe just kind of talking about some of the purposes that you're seeing people that they're using their insurances for nowadays or why they put it in place. Yeah. And we could start with some of the basic and then get into a little bit more involved or sophisticated planning yeah. techniques that, you know, people utilize. Frank, it's interesting because you started with, you know, people hear those two words, life insurance, and they cringe. Like, oh. And uh, we had a great friend advisor who's been doing planning for successful clients for like over 40 years. And he made this statement. He said, you know, if people don't like life insurance, no one's ever explained it to them properly. It's a great point. And that, that hit me years ago when I was a young advisor. And I understood it after understanding the purpose and the why, right? Why do you have it in place in your life? None of us like to think of dying, Frank, so it's not necessarily a warm thought. However there is a why with that we have it you know so the purpose initially i think for most people is as they mature in their lives and they they get married and have kids is that they start thinking about what if god forbid something happened to me i got to protect my family financially so i think the original reason you people look at it is to protect in the event that they were to you know um, pass away suddenly that they had some form of money that would replace their income that's a great point. So we always say, is, you know, it comes down to, you know, inc- the income replacement yeah. component, which is really key. And it was interesting, as you were saying, uh, what, you know, about 40 years ago, you know, people talking about it. And, you know, I have a friend of mine down in uh, the Carolinas, and I worked with his dad years ago. And I remember one night we are going out to dinner, and, you know, he said to me, he goes, Frank, he goes, you know what I tell people to say is if you can really say that you don't like life insurance, he goes, or that you have enough, just exchange the word life insurance for money so if you say well i don't i don't need any more money or i don't like money right uh, right. because really what it is is money delivered in the future okay and depending upon how it's structured it's on a guaranteed basis hopefully but that's really what we're looking at so you know the first side of it you know that you brought up is the income side which is, you know, for young people starting out, things of that nature, it's really key. And since we're talking about income, maybe we should talk about the amounts yeah. of insurance because sure. sometimes people look and they go, it's like, hey, I make $100,000 a year, something happens to me, and I need to replace it for a couple of years or whatever. Um, we do holistic planning, which is we look at someone's whole financial picture. So maybe take a minute and explain how we view it. 
you know, as far as sure. how much income should we replace and so forth? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I think the question comes down to if you could replace all of your income to your family, and you weren't, but you weren't here, would you want to do it? And if you just ask yourself that question, I think most people who love their families would say, sure. So, so they, the first part is figuring out how do you do that. And it it's really comes down to a multiple of your income, Frank. You said that the term before, money in the future that's delivered today, right? So there's a present value that our incomes are all worth out into our future. So if I was a young family, I am still am a young family, right? You could say that, okay? Three young kids still, you know, and if I, something was to happen to me, there needs to be an amount of money that can replace that cash flow, right? So it's really about cash flow replacement. And the way you figure it out is it's a multiple of your income. So if I was making 100000 a year, Frank, and I was, you know, 30 years old, okay, 20 times that number is a standard, right? Okay, that's $2 million. Okay, at what interest rate would I have to get to produce my 100000 a year? And, and safe interest rates today are probably somewhere around 4%, right? 5%, 5% right? somewhere so, in there. So when you look at, uh, you know, 2 million at 4 to 5%, it'll, you know, replace 80,000 to $100,000 of your income. And it's interesting is, and uh, by the way, this is, you know, one of, uh, it's a cheap plug for us. <laughs> but when you're working with a holistic planner, um, the objective should really be is, how to fund it so you don't live differently. Yes. So I always say is, if it, if insurance was free, how much would you want? And then what would the answer be, Dave? As much as I can get. You got it. So what happens is is that when we anticipate that there's a cost in it, we start to discount different aspects yep. of why the the amounts should be different or the different types. And so what I would say is is when you're doing planning and you're dealing with a good advisor, the focus should be on get the right amount first. Mm-hmm. And the right amount should replace full income because, you know, that's the that's the right number. You yeah. know, it's like if I had a building that I lost in a fire and it produced $100,000 of income, I wouldn't want the insurance company to go come back to me and say, hey, well, Frank, you can replace it, but you're, the new building will only give you enough money to replace $50,000 of that income, not yeah. the hundred. Yeah. So. You wouldn't want that. No. So we want the right amount, which is typically 20 times. And by the way, as people age, uh, what happens right. is is that amount starts to come down a little bit. Like to give you an idea, I'm in my mid-50s, so my number isn't 20 times. Right. You know, right. It starts getting to a 15 or a 10 times, and the reason being is because my earning years are shorter. And you know, But the difference is, is you know, typically when you're in your mid-50s, you should be at your peak earning years at that point. And so the number might be have assets off of that off of that base. Yep. So you know, just when we think in terms of you know the amount, it's a replacement of income. And by the way, if it's a young couple in their early or the mid twenties that are just doing it, they can even go a little higher than twenty times income because they're at the lowest point of where they are on their income scale. It's only going to go up, and you're only insurable when you're in good and great health. Nobody wants to ensure you want your health as bad, so you lock it in early so you have it later. Yep. Well said. So, Dave, why don't we um, – so we talked a little bit about uh, the income replacement side. Let's just talk about the other side of that, which is, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with people who are, you know, in their mid-50s and, and up. Yeah. And I'm actually doing what I refer to as their personal exit planning and their business exit planning. And so the purpose that I'm helping people – 
to see insurance in their life is how to maximize retirement income strategies and how insurance as a wealth replacement tool works. So I don't know, are you having conversations with your clients yeah. around, you know, asset replacement, income uh, replacement? Every day and all day, Frank. You know, it, 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 it's, it's an asset that when it's tied into the other assets that you own, it can act as a turbocharger for what you just said, maximizing income or cash flows at retirement. So why don't you speak to the fact about when you get to retirement, right? You have clients that have been retired and what they live off of, Frank. Like what is the, the, the concern I hear is, hey, I don't want to outlive my money, right? I could be here another 25, 30 years and outliving my money is not an option. So what can I expect to get from my assets? So, you know, it's interesting is uh, I ask a question to almost everyone that I sit down with and I said, can you tell me how long you're going to live? Yeah. And of all the people that I see, um, nobody's given me an agent. Everybody says, I have no idea. So the reality is that you can retire at 60, 65, 70 years old and spend 20, 30 years in retirement. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is based upon that, there's a lot of studies that have been out that talks about how much can you distribute from your assets during retirement without the fear of running out of money. And this is assuming that somebody has a well-allocated portfolio. Mm-hmm. And if you were to Google it, safe withdrawal rates during retirement, the number's typically somewhere around 4%. And with interest rates being as low as they are, they've been dipping down to the threes and 4%. Yes. So one of the things that I point out to people is, is that there are financial strategies out uh, that can provide substantially more income replacement during retirement by utilizing both principal and interest, not just interest payments yep. or dividend payments, uh, where you can get instead of three or four percent, you might utilize annuities and get five and a half, six percent, six and a half. It just depends upon your age, okay? And you know, based on your age and what types of programs you're looking at, the rates are all different. You'd have to look at that particular. Mm-hmm. But what typically is happening when you're doing that is that the fact that you're utilizing principal we start to have, as we get older, some of us, uh, an emotional attachment to the people that we love. Not that we didn't have an attachment before, but you might have been working like a madman or doing whatever, and all of a sudden you're realizing what was really important, and you're sitting there going, it's like, I really want to make sure, you know, my, for a lot of my uh, very wealthy clients, is is in. And I also, what I do for a lot of my uh, very wealthy clients is I use it as a replacement for bonds. Because people, as they're growing assets, what they're doing is they're growing them and growing and growing them. And all of a sudden, when they have a lot, they get conservative and they go, now I just want to preserve what I have. And they go more towards bonds. And they also realize that anything that they're doing in their life from that point on is really about everybody else, not so much about them. So when you actually look and I say to someone who's wealthy and I go, whose money is that? And I get them to understand that what they're doing now is really for everybody else, not them then the leverage of using insurance versus bonds can generate a substantial rate of return on a tax-free basis compared to what they were doing, guaranteed. And that alternative for wealthy people has become a great strategy. It works well. You you know, tell me if you see this. We see people in like three categories almost, if you want to really keep it simple. Some people arrive when they meet us. They're not going to have enough to retire. Yep. Right? And those people have to be really efficient 
with where how they they're need gonna, guaranteed income. They, Market fluctuation doesn't help. It does not. It could actually jeopardize their money in retirement and bankrupt them unintentionally, Frank. So, so what you're talking about real value to those folks because they need the income generation that that strategy provides. People that have enough, okay, like you're talking about, they think about others, and they start saying, "How do I? I'm going to live good, but I also want them to live good." Okay, and they want to transition their wealth to the people they care about. And then there's that high affluent person who really has more than enough, yep. and they're figuring out ways to make an impact in the world. And how to hold on to it. how to hold on without, without paying taxes as much, without giving it away to government, all that stuff. So those strategies you're speaking of actually work differently. It's a similar strategy, but could have a different impact in each one of those people's lives. Right? Yet it fits in all three of those categories, which is what I've seen in my career in doing this over 20 years now, is people are in one of those three places, Frank. So, And, and it works. You know, it's, it's, that's why I said it's like that utility tool. Yeah. In each one of those scenarios, it works real well. Now, the last thing that we should probably talk about briefly is, at the core, there's really only two types of coverage. Yeah. There's term and there's permanent. Maybe, Dave, you take a minute on term and I'll take a minute on the yeah. permanent. Yeah, so term insurance, uh, for people that don't know what it is, it's very similar to renting something, Frank. You know, there's a uh, there's a starting point and there's going to be an ending point. So it's a contract with an insurance company that you're going to pay them uh, a premium every year for either uh, a, a fixed number of years, could be 5, 10, 15, 20, even 30 years, okay? Typically premiums are level. And at the end of that term, if nothing's happened, the insurance company keeps the premium dollars and most people don't wind up keeping the coverage okay but it's a great tool to have if you're starting out and you need to protect yourself it's a terrific tool to have it, it, it gives you effectively as we would say the most amount of coverage for the least amount of dollars absolutely initially uh, initially absolutely and, and by the way if you do that um having it where it's convertible to something else if you need it to be and to a quality product is important because if your health changed and you look at it and you goes like i'm going to want to hold on to this yeah the problem is at the end of that 10 or 20 years to re-up, okay, you got to prove you're healthy. Otherwise, the rates get very expensive. So that what they call a conversion feature, um, you want to make sure it's convertible to a quality product, which leads to the second type of coverage, which is some type of permanent coverage that you can keep forever. Now, when it comes down to the different type of permanent insurance, there's a lot of variations in the marketplace. Yeah. And I, I always say that, you know, there's... Um, a lot of products that have a lot of variables and what I found is that these products often are very fed oriented when you know it's like when the stock markets up certain products illustrate real well um, then there's other ones when interest rates are real high certain products illustrate yeah. real well uh, interestingly the products that we find that has been true and consistent is a form of whole life you know that's got guaranteed premiums, guaranteed cash values, guaranteed death benefits. Um, I like when they do it with a mutual company because if the company pays a dividend, and I understand dividends aren't guaranteed, you know, it's, it's, you know it impacts all, it. Yeah, yeah it, could, it could help to offset some of the costs. And it's like anything else because people will say, oh, well, you know, dividends, it's like corporate America is built on dividends. When it, you can go out and buy stock today, and if the company is profitable and they kick out a dividend, yeah. you benefit from it. With a mutual company, if they kick out a dividend, it comes back to the actual policyholder and helps offset the costs of the coverage. So there's 
some really good benefits to that, but I'm not big necessarily on some of the fad products, but I like the guarantees because the catch with the insurance is you don't know there's a problem until it's too late to do something about it. So as an example is if you find out at age 75 or 80 that the policy is underfunded or something right. that's not what you hope for, right. you you're, could be 10 or 20 or 30 years down the line trying to fix it, which is you're too old at that point and where your health may have changed. So. For all of our listeners, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. Uh, we've been discussing this month. It's Life Insurance Awareness Month. And you know, at the, at the end of all this, the real recommendation is it's a good time of the year to meet with your advisor, do a review of whatever your coverages are, make sure you got the right type, okay, right amount, okay, and that you're doing it for the right reasons. With that being said, you've been listening to Dave Suki and Frank Congelos. Have a great month. Advisors of the Institute of Responsible Wealth may be licensed for investment and insurance products. The Institute of Responsible Wealth is an educational division of CNA Financial Group. CNA Financial Group and its advisors are an agency or an agent of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. The Institute of Responsible Wealth and CNA Financial Group are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation.